wanted to be a member of the most powerful clique in school. Dear diary, Heather said she teaches people real life. You were nothing before you met me. You were a Girl Scout cookie. Does it not bother you that everybody in this school thinks that you're a piranha? Like I give a shit. Everyone just looked right at me. You a Heather? No, I'm a Veronica. I don't really like my friends. I don't really like your friends either. They're people I work with and our job is being popular. Maybe it's time to take a vacation. I just killed my best friend. And your worst enemy. Same difference. has a body count. This was a tragic thing. Hallelujah. We scare people into not being assholes. What did you say, dickhead? <laughs> I did not want them dead. You did too. Did not. You did too. not. Shut up. I love my dead gay son. You were out of control. Take out her tonsils? Ha! Is this as good for you as it is for me? Life can suck! That's it. We're breaking up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special bonus episode of Citizen Dame, where we are going to be discussing one of the seminal films of the late 1980s and a film that premiered at Sundance, where Karen is going to be uh, for like the next two weeks. Right, Karen? Yeah, pretty much. I'm so excited. I know. (laughs) So I am Lauren, as always, and with me is Karen Peterson. Hello, Karen. Hello. And are you excited to talk about this movie? I am excited to talk about this movie because I have feelings. I really am excited to talk about this. I feel like this is a movie I've never really gotten to have a deep conversation about. So I've been looking forward to this one. It's it's. It's one of those that is like, it's such a cult classic. It's such a major film in some ways. But at the same time, I think that like when people talk about it, no one is quite sure what to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm definitely not sure what to say. So the the film that we're going to be talking about uh, for this bonus episode is Heather's, the 1989 black comedy uh, written by Daniel Waters and directed by Michael Lehman that stars uh, Winona Ryder and Christian Slater at kind of the top of their game i guess like really when they were they were the prime people of the 1980s um and also stars uh shannon doherty lisa and falk uh kim walker and penelope milford and it is i described it on twitter as the inverse john hughes um and i think that that's that's a good description of this film it is ostensibly a story about a high school and high school cliques and particularly the Heather's clique, which are the popular girls um, at, in which things begin to go spectacularly wrong very quickly, <laughs> partially as a result of the Winona Ryder character getting involved with the Christian Slater character and things happening after that. Um, again, just to give a warning, if you have not seen Heather's and you want to remain unspoiled we are going to talk about um different plot twists and things like that this isn't a film where i think um unlike you know a mystery or something where 
you can actually spoil the ending. Um, I don't think this is so much a film where you can really spoil it in the same way. But if you haven't seen the film, I would suggest going to see it first before listening to this episode. Uh, yes, I, I would agree, although I would say major trigger warnings. Yes. <laughs> because um, if you did not grow up before 1998, I would say, um, and we'll get to that in a minute, but uh, I would say that there are some things about the high school experience in the movie Heathers <laughs> that will be quite jarring for you. Um, and possibly very triggering if you yes. if you are averse to things like weapons at school, um, dead teenagers, um, yeah. all kinds of things. Really, <laughs> yeah. This this is a very dark film in a lot of ways, and uh, I mean, in not just a lot of ways. It is a dark film. It's a dark comedy, and it is very satirical. But yeah, it is also dealing directly with um, some pretty triggering aspects. So you know, be prepared for that if you if you decide to watch it. it I think it's a worthwhile film to see, definitely, regardless of your feelings about it. Um, mm-hmm. And it is definitely, like I say, a seminal film, really, of the 1980s. And and it was released in 1989, so it was kind of the peak of the 1980s, literally. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it's kind of like this is the culmination of that decade, as far as teen, <laughs> as far as like teen comedies went. You know, in in some in some ways, and not to. Not to use a pun here, but it kind of kills the teen comedy, Uh, you know, it it, or forces it to die. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, we do see a a new uh, version of those as we go into the 90s. But very like just just to go off of the point that you were making about this is kind of the inverse of John Hughes. I feel like in some ways this is a very direct and intentional reaction to John Hughes, where he has. You know, his films are and I I grew up on them. I really I can I can still appreciate them while acknowledging the problematic aspects of them. Mm-hmm. But he had this this um, approach that was sort of this um, like kind of not glossing over the problems of being a teenager, but definitely trying to put this like um, a little bit of a sugar coating on it, like. trying to see the best in teenagers i guess and like tapping into their ability to like see the good in others you get that with that's kind of one of the results of of like the breakfast club um you know and and so this movie is just like being a teenager is messy and it's hard and it's ridiculous and we're not going to sugarcoat anything yeah and and it's it, I mean, and and actually, the screenwriter for um, Heather's this film was was written by Daniel Waters, and the the literal intention that his stated intention was for it to contrast directly with the films of John Hughes, like that was his project. Hmm. Um, in original, I did not even know that. But in, in writing, in writing this, yeah, in writing the spec script, and interestingly, as I said, I, actually before we started recording, he originally wanted Stanley Kubrick to direct the film. Which I think is fascinating in a lot of ways, especially given that Kubrick <laughs> made Lolita right back in the 1960s. Um, but I, 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 I am struggling to imagine what Kubrick would have done with this story. Uh, I think it would have been fascinating, definitely. But man, I don't know. I don't know about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I'm trying really hard to picture it. <laughs> So 
All right, so let's just jump right in. We've given all of the warnings and everything. If you haven't seen Heather's, see Heather's. If you have trigger issues with um, with things like uh, like violence against teenagers, guns at schools, things like that, um, and also suicide, I think that that's something that should be mentioned as well. Yeah, because that is one of the major topics of of Heather's. Even though you know it's it's not one hundred percent clear at the very beginning of the film. Um, so this this film does kind of start in some ways as kind of almost a typical John Hughes film where you get introduced to all of the characters, particularly via a cafeteria scene, which, again, the screenwriter was originally intending this to parallel um, a, a scene, I believe, in like Full Metal Jacket. Uh, the, there is an, also a cafeteria scene in there. So there was this other parallel to, um, <laughs> to Stanley Kubrick, which is very funny when you consider high school as being the Vietnam war of mm-hmm. this generation of teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we're introduced to, well, I, I oh, do want to just jump on that really quickly because, and then, I mean, you see this in the films of John Hughes, I think it's fairly clear in the, in the movies of the era, but there was this this sort of um although the movies obviously make it you know a lot more dramatic they exaggerate the reality of of what it was like to go to high school you know i i was in the high school in the early 90s but still i was you know junior high and stuff throughout this time and um and the thing is that i mean i'm not i'm not trying to say that high school is so much easier nowadays because i know it's not being a teenager is hard in any era and there's different problems but one of the things that I really just admire when I look at my nephew and I see other kids that are in high school now is the way that they, they kind of just accept people's differences in ways that never happened 30 years ago, you know, when, when I was in school. Mm-hmm. And and I think this is a movie where you really see like the way that kids that are different are definitely ostracized so yeah and and you get the kind of this is very much a representation of the cliquish high school and um and i think that that's something that we should should start with so the heathers and veronica so it's basically like three heathers and veronica is played by winona Ryder, who's their friend but also is kind of the she's already very uncomfortable with the world that she occupies basically Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're the popular girls and they're the ones who kind of run the school in a lot of ways. And then you've got the various cliques and groups that you're introduced to in the cafeteria scene where we see the Heathers kind of working the room. We see the jocks and the nerds and the kind of loners and, um, you know, the punk kids that had the rocker kids, et cetera. And so you see sort of the breakdown of the high school clique, um, I think that some of this is definitely about, I, I agree with you that like, so I went to high school in, um, in the early aughts, right? I graduated high school in 2004 and I went to middle school in the nineties. Um, and I, I think that one of the interesting things is that depending upon where you went to school and who you knew there, were, my high school is very cliquish in a certain way, but in more of a way that none of us, by the time we got to high school, no one ever interacted with anyone else. <laughs> like we basically we basically like closed ourselves off. So I I was huh. part of a group of of kids, many of whom I'm still friends with, actually, um, who that includes two Heathers. Hello, Heathers, uh, <laughs> who are nothing like the Heathers in the film whatsoever. But oh you come know, on, which one is Heather Chandler? <laughs> That's up. I am not gonna say it because <laughs> at least one of them is our is a patron. <laughs> um uh 
But but so like we kind of closed ourselves off in a lot of ways that we like we even ate lunch in a different room from everybody else like there. And we were like, you know, the geeks, I guess we were the the theater nerds there. were And there was some overlap. But I think at my high school, because of the way classes were structured and also simply because of the high school itself, there were, I think, 132 people in my graduating class. Right. So we all knew each other. We all grew up together and we basically like split ourselves into these little groups. And that was our reality for for four years. And I'm certain the people who went to my high school could probably say, no, that's not actually true. But that was my experience. Um, so I liked high school a lot. I didn't particularly care about whether or not I was cool or not. Mm -hmm. um, so watching films like this where some people are like, oh, yeah, this is very much like what my high school was like. I like what? are you sure? That's horrible. I'm sorry. Like that's, that's a terrible thing to me. So it's interesting to see these kinds of films where you've got, like you say, uh, definitely in my high school, kids were a lot less accepting of um, different sexualities, different body types, different approaches to life, etc. cetera. Um, so I think that that element of Heather's does ring true in terms of my experience. And I was a little bit more separated from it in, in a certain sense, basically because I chose to be. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so, sense. So my, my question, Karen, as a <laughs> Gen Xer, mm -hmm. because I feel like this is a very, very Gen X movie. This film was made in 1989. It's, you know, kind of starring a lot of the Gen X icons. It's specifically in dialogue with John Hughes films, which are very Gen X. Like, what is your feeling as a Gen Xer about about this movie? <laughs> like, does this represent your experience? Does it say something about your generation, in your opinion? Um, I, I on the satirical note, yes, absolutely. I think that it it really skewers the the notions of popularity. Um, like, I think what's what's interesting about a character like Veronica is. She doesn't have to be friends with these girls. She doesn't want to be friends with this girl, these girls. She doesn't need them, but she just hangs out with them anyway for reasons, you know? And I think that there's, there's something about that that just kind of rings true to, um, to like my own experiences in school where it was just like, you kind of hung out with whoever was willing to like the coolest people that were willing to let you hang out with them. Uh, for reasons that I, I still don't really understand. And um, so it's like, I don't know, there's just something about that, that, that um, it just makes a lot of sense to me, um, even though it's ridiculous. And as an adult now looking at it, I'm just like, just go hang out with the other girls. They're nicer. <laughs> you know, you like them better anyway, you know? Um, but I think in general, like, the 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 literal things that happen in the movie no it's 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 really ridiculous but i think as a satire i think it really gets to um the hierarchy of teenageness um for gen x kids and and the 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 one thing that really rang true too was the disconnection of the parents you know, like we we uh -huh. laugh a lot of times now in in shows where the parents are just nowhere to be found. It's like, where are their moms and dads? And it's like, oh, yeah, for us, for Gen X, like the moms and dads really were just not around. They were like, ah, you'll be fine. Here's a key. Get, let yourself <laughs> in. We'll, you know, check on you later. Um, and so it's like it, it I, I hadn't really thought much about it until this recent 
rewatching of it. But the way that Veronica will have these very short conversations with her parents that are, she's like, calls her dad an idiot. He laughs and agrees with her. And then she's like, okay, well, I gotta go if I'm gonna get ready for this, you know? And it's like all these really short conversations that never actually amount to anything. And her parents never really check in on her. They never ask her how she's feeling about anything that's going on. Um, it That rang exceptionally true. <laughs> Well, I I think that that might be one of the differences in some ways, you know, and I think that, again, you know, you always have to be careful about generalizations about generations because everybody has a different experience. But definitely one of the things that gets repeated in a lot of media about Mm -hmm. Gen X is this whole latchkey kid kind of attitude, right? That, you know, your parents didn't really pay attention, didn't really, you know, and you you see that in films, including in, in John Hughes films, right? Um, where the kids basically have their own society that Mm -hmm. is completely independent of the adult world. One of the um, interesting things I think that actually happens and that I noticed in this rewatch of Heathers is fairly late in the film, you know, um, Veronica's complaining about the fact that, you know, we want, we just want to be treated like adults. And her mother says, how do you think adults treat other adults? Yeah. Like what, what do you think you, every time you complain, about not being treated like an adult, it's really because you're being treated like one. <laughs> and I I mean, it definitely says something, I think, about the era that is being depicted. Um, yeah. You know, and even though this is very satirical, like that, there is something that rings very true about that. Just like, you are being treated like adults. Welcome to the world. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I had a key to my house when I was in fifth grade. I was doing my own laundry when I was 10 years old. Um, you know, my, I have friends whose kids, it's like their kids don't have keys to their house. And it's like, at, at most, maybe they'll like check in when they get home and then mom will like push a button on her app and open the garage door to let them in. If mom's not there, which is very rare, you know, it's just like, Mm -hmm. wow, it's such a different world. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, like, like I say, so in, in my growing up, my parents were, were, you know, pretty much always available. They very often they would pick me up from school or they would be at home when I got home. You know, there, there was definitely that attitude. And that's true for most of the people that I grew up with, as far as I know, you know, and definitely there were differences, but there does, there doesn't seem to be the same kind of generational experience. Yeah. For millennials. It's it's Um, so true. It's like, I mean, I'll like, there'll be times my brother and I'll be just like reminiscing about dumb shit that happened when we were teenagers and my mom will be there and we'll just be telling her about stuff. And she will just look at us like, what? I had no idea you guys were doing that. It's like, yeah, we had this entire <laughs> life that, you know, like you say, the, this like kind of um, society that, that yeah, we, we kind of had that. We ran around with our friends. Our parents vaguely knew who our friends were. My mom didn't actually meet a lot of my my high school friends. Um, cause we didn't necessarily hang out much outside of school. Like my whole, my life was very fragmented. It was very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, like segmented, I guess is a better word for it. It was just like, I had this group of friends here and that group of friends there and none of them knew each other. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a very weird, <laughs> weird existence and an experience, but, but yeah, um, my mom knew very little about it. And so it's, it's funny now for her to hear these stories of things that we were up to, you know, when she was at work or she was 
<laughs> hanging out with her own friends. No idea. And I mean, in some way, I mean, my mom was 21 when she had me. And there are times when I sit back and think like, oh, yeah, my mom was like, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this excerpt from our bonus episode of Heather's on Citizen Dame. If you'd like to listen to the rest of the episode, um, it is available on our Patreon at patreon.com slash citizen dame. You also get a bunch of other bonus episodes, bonus content, uh, and fun little things. So go and check that out and listen to the rest of our discussion of Heather's. Thank you so much. And we will talk to y'all later.